Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie, and we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, we've got a great show for you today. We are headed back to school, me included, because I'm going to be a teacher. So we're going to talk about what schools are looking like these days. Then we're going to talk about how to ease back to school anxiety. I got to tell you, I've been out of school for God knows how many years at this point, and I still have back to school anxiety. As always, we have hashtag swag bag, but up next, take it away. The tits and the shits. Look, we're batching. It's very hard to keep you guys up to date with our tits and our shits. So instead, I'm going to talk about parental fubbing. Sounds sexual. It is not at all sexual. (laughs) Fubbing sounds weird. I know. Parental fubbing is when cell phone use occurs in parent-child interactions where parents focus excessively on their phones and neglect their children instead of caring for them. Oh God, every episode is a dagger to my being. I know, but I thought in preparation for back to school, this may be a good thing for people to learn about. Research is showing the parents pain of being ignored is experienced both somatically, which is physically, and psychologically. The brain does not distinguish pain. It just tells the body and mind, I'm hurt. Guys, take a serotonin pill before you listen to the rest of this episode. Researchers have found that children become anxious or depressed when ignored. They may feel insignificant. And when they think this way, they often isolate. They will also overcompensate negatively or positively to get any type of of attention. Just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention because I myself do this. They say, look, it's unrealistic to expect parents to not be on their phone. There's too much between work and important phone calls and all kinds of other things. But it is important to have some phone free time to make sure that your children are feeling seen, heard. That's all I have to say. My tits are that I think I'm going to do a beach day on Thursday. I have to go to my mom's to do one more student teaching thing and I don't really have to rush back for anything on Thursday and Lee's away for work and I'm like ooh let me go to the beach in Margate and Luna and I can just have a lazy beach day. Enjoy! When you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what it's like in school these days, and this was USA Today via Apple News, something that I noticed this year, and good to know that other people are noticing it too, is that after the pandemic, when kids came back into schools, they're having a really hard time concentrating. Energy levels and focus. Kids these days are less focused than kids of our generation, but after the pandemic, it got markedly worse. Sebastian's kindergarten teacher has said this from the moment we had our first back to school night this year. She was like, the 
these kids are just not prepared for kindergarten and it's not for anything other than this pandemic. She goes, these kids don't even know how to take off their own jackets and sweatshirts because they've been home and their parents have done everything for them. I'll be talking to a student one-on-one and midway through one sentence, they've already checked out. I can't even get one sentence fully in. There's still lots of student and teacher absences as well. This is a lot of things. One is that we still don't know when it's okay to send your kid to school, if they have a sniffle, if someone else in the family has an issue. Also, now that we were taken out of schools, parents are seeing the role of school very differently and are a little bit disillusioned. If a parent has to work or can't bring their kid to school on time, they're just not bringing them. They're realizing in some ways that kids can do stuff out of school that they didn't. I'm not saying it's for the better or for the worse. And absences are a little bit more lenient. We've gotten used to them. Parents are like, if I can't bring the kid to school, then they can't come to school. Yeah. So more than three years after the COVID outbreak began, some children are thriving, but many others remain severely behind. This really means recovering from COVID could be more costly and time consuming and difficult than anticipated, leaving a generation of young people struggling to catch up. So a student in Downer Elementary in San Pablo, California, shares her hopes for the school year. My goal for this year is to actually learn because I didn't learn last year. A student at Downer was asked to write an essay about why her teacher was absent. Her excuse was she went to the doctor, but she truly was way too lazy to teach 30 kids. She was tired and annoyed of us. Kids have a really big emotional burden from this. So educators encountered students who were severely behind in reading and math yet can hardly sit still after three years of shape-shifting school days. School administrators discovered that a deluge of cash doesn't go very far in filling jobs of those teachers, even the ones that are willing to do it. Staff shortages and experiments with new curriculum, sometimes intended to cram several years of lessons into one, collided with the everyday problems of many public schools, children and families without enough food or consistent safe home life. So something I've noticed in shadowing of these schools is that there was a lot of hungry, unhoused children, and it was gotten worse because of the economy and the pandemic. Educators' mental health has significantly worsened since the onset of the pandemic. Nearly three in four teachers in a survey last year reported frequent job-related stress compared with a third of working adults overall. More than a quarter of teachers and principals said that they were experiencing symptoms of depression. I would venture to say it's not even just because of the pandemic. It's because of the political turmoil that also happened in that time and is continuing to happen where teachers aren't being allowed to teach. Or if you're trans or if you're gay, you're now being seen as an indoctrinator of children. It's pretty fucked up. I mean, I read even here that a couple of teachers had mini strokes. Oh my God. There's not even enough substitute teachers. Right. And quality substitute teachers. Yeah. One of the administrators said the hardest part of that being administrator has been coming back and making sure the teachers were okay so that then they could be there for the kids. They were not prepared for the tremendous emotional strain and it's hard on everyone to be there for everyone, to take care of the administrators, to take care of the teachers. Above all, we have to take care of the kids. There's a new app called Class Dojo. We have that. We've been using that the whole pandemic since it started. I didn't know about it. Students in this one teacher's classroom get a little chime when they've done something well. So a teacher can notice when something in her classroom is going right, give the child a point through Class Dojo. Something that I've just noticed shadowing kids is that the most successful educators, instead of constantly critiquing, they instead praise what's good in hopes that the kids that are not doing what's good in the classroom 
time want to step up. Throughout the day, soft chimes signifying when Miss A has given a student a point. She rewards all kinds of things, being quiet, sitting nicely, getting an answer right, helping a classmate, simply attending. At other times, a different noise erupts when she's deducting points. Maybe a kid wasn't listening or following instructions, or maybe two students got into a tiff. I like it because it's building social-emotional stuff. Kids' attention spans have shrunk, perhaps in part because the pandemic led to unprecedented amounts of screen time among kids. The hardest part of returning from the pandemic, one teacher said, is stamina. Getting up in the morning, getting back into the routine of coming back into school. And that's both for the teachers and the students. The spike in outbursts, fidgeting, and nonstop chatter in classrooms coincides with a national mental health crisis. American pediatricians during the pandemic went as far as to call it a national emergency. A recent survey from the Pew Research Center, Pew Pew, Pew Pew Pew, found 40% of parents with kids under 18 said they're extremely or very worried that their children might struggle with anxiety or depression at some point. Chronic absenteeism generally when kids miss more than 10% of the school year increased in the more than 70% of schools nationwide last year. Deep gaps in learning have made educators need to try a different scientific approach to learn things like phonics. Mr. Lefleu says it could take some students as many as five years to catch up to where they should be. Oh my god, that's so sad. I know. Teacher turnover has increased in the recent years. More teachers left their jobs in at least eight states after last year's school year. And educator turnover was at its highest point this year than in the last past five years. They even showed that new teachers left after the first year. And it's a great time for you to get into it. They need you. If I can survive. You got this. The pandemic left many kids with undiagnosed learning issues and other issues because the schools usually test for those things and then being at home, they were not. Many kids even had vision problems and needed glasses, but were undiagnosed until coming back to school. Poor babies. This one girl said, I didn't know why everything was blurry until I went back to school. Oh. There are screenings that might help learn if a kid's dyslexic or learn if a kid needs glasses. I just hadn't even thought about that kind of stuff. Me neither. Especially in low-income neighborhoods. Yeah, socioeconomic groups that maybe have the parents out more than in. The neighborhood I live in, it's more lower income. Thankfully, if you remember the Chris Gethard episode, talking about my mayor. He does so much to help people. Sebastian not only gets free lunch at school, he also is sent home with some kind of fruit or vegetable every day, like a bag of snap peas or some melon, because a lot of kids, their parents may not be home or they don't have the money for fresh fruit and vegetables. And people like that tend to rely on programs like a school program that would test vision and would do things like that. And it's a shame that it took so long for them to be able to act that. So something we learned in the pandemic, or maybe was highlighted by the pandemic, we might have already known it, is that a lot of kids are depending on their meals at school. And when they're not in school, they're not being provided for. And so this is a discussion with shadowing. One of the teachers that I'm shadowing is there's a kid that we know is unhomed and having trouble with food. And so the teachers in the school are trying to find a way that doesn't hurt the parents' pride, that is respectful, to make sure that this kid who's very obviously hungry find what to do. And this was happening before the pandemic. I'm sure the economy hasn't helped it. This is a fucking downer. Did I go to Downer Elementary? We are all here at Downer Elementary. Recent data shows that more principals quit last year than early on in the pandemic. So it's a trickle-down effect because then the administrators are quitting and then there's no one to replace them. And so then the scaffolding around the whole system starts to fall apart. Then you don't have subs because the administrator is the one that's helping with the subs. Are you ready to get a little bit more depressed but also to have some hope? I guess. Then let's do segment two. 
Easing Back to School Anxiety. I found two articles. Primarily, I got most of my information from Harvard's health blog. You know, a little school called Harvard. And then also a childmind.org article. Signs that your child might be having back to school anxiety. Or that your partner is having back to school anxiety. Or you yourself are having back to school anxiety. Right. Continually seeking reassurance or asking repeated worried questions despite already receiving an answer. Things like, what if my friends are not in my class? When will I see them? What if I... I have to sit with someone at lunch that I don't know because I have no friends. Will I be okay? Increased physical complaints such as headaches, stomach aches, and fatigue in the absence of an actual illness. I'm there. Mm-hmm. A significant change in sleep pattern. I'm there too. Such as taking an hour to fall asleep when a child would normally go to sleep quickly or waking you up with worries during the night when a child typically sleeps well. Avoiding school-related activities such as school tours, teacher meet and greets, or avoiding school itself once the year starts. Here's how to help. Approach anxiety instead of avoiding it. When I was little, I was bullied very badly. On Sundays, I would have a lot of anxiety about going to school the next week. So this was kind of how my mom handled it. But this is also what the article says. It's natural to want to allow your child to avoid situations that make them anxious or reassure them that their worries won't come true. However, this can actually contribute to a vicious cycle that reinforces anxiety in the long term. Instead, acknowledge your child's emotion and then help them think through the small steps that they might take to approach rather than avoid their worries. For example, you can say, it sounds like you're feeling anxious about riding the school bus by yourself. Would you be up for checking out the bus stop with me this afternoon? Give lots of attention and praise to any brave behaviors rather than to the anxiety. You can say, I love how willing you are to take the bus this morning. Great job pushing back on the worry bully. Also, practice school routines. For example, before the start of the year, you and your child might do a school day walkthrough of the morning routine. So waking up, eating breakfast, packing the school bag, and traveling to school. School tours or meet and greet days can be great opportunities to practice navigating the school environment and tolerating any anxiety in a low stakes situation. After practice runs, you can debrief your child on successes and challenges and support your child in problem solving around difficult points. For example, if they worry that they'll have trouble finding their new classroom, help them think through who they could ask for assistance if that occurs. Model behavior you'd like to see. This is always the point it comes back to, right? Yeah. When an anxious child refuses to get onto the bus or has a tantrum about attending school, then you have a tantrum too. That's what I say. It's natural to feel frustrated, harried, and anxious yourself. However, try to model the calm behavior you would like to see in your child. Take deep breaths from your belly. Remind yourself that your child's behavior is being driven by anxiety. If necessary, step away from the situation to take a few minutes to breathe and engage in a mindfulness strategy, such as counting all the objects of a certain color or shape in the room around. And lastly, ensure enough sleep. This is a big one and Matt and I always get into some kind of kerfuffle about this. The shift from summer wake-up schedule to the school year wake-up can be very challenging for many children. For me too, Luna's new school start is 7.30 and my school start is 7.50. So in order to be showered, pack a lunch for me, pack a lunch for her, eat, I'm going to have to get up at 5 every day. Hate that for you. Fatigue and crankiness from not getting enough sleep can make children much more vulnerable to anxiety. So to combat this, consider moving your child's wake-up time earlier and earlier in short increments in the weeks leading up to the start of school. Additionally, leave screens, TV, phone, and computer outside the bedroom at night. When I was jet lagged from Sicily, I was getting up at five and I sort of wish I had just stayed that way because for a week I was like, oh, this is a good schedule. I know. And then one weekend I slept in and now we're done. And then of course, if a child's worries about the return to school start to interfere with his or her ability and willingness to attend school or participate in other normal activities such as camps, 
sports, playdates, consider consulting with a licensed mental health professional who specializes in child anxiety. Hashtag swag bag. This week's hashtag swag bag pick for me is Sephora's makeup setting spray. I don't use setting spray very often, but I did for my high school reunion because I knew I was going to be kind of sweaty and maybe a little drunk. That shit holds everything in place. And it's Sephora brand under $20. The only thing, I wish it was more of a continuous spray instead of a pump spray. Maybe you could switch the liquid out to a micro mist. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'm into doing that these days, switching something out or putting a new pump in it. Whatever makes it convenient. I'm at the second stage of my life where I replace pumps. So mine is Colgate Optic White Pro Series Whitening Toothpaste. I have really sensitive teeth. I usually always have to use Sensodyne or something like that. Sensodyne for me doesn't do anything to help whiten my teeth and I have whitening trays and I have stuff for my dentist. I really try as best I can to whiten them gradually rather than the big old trays. Sometimes you're on new medication or whatever and it kind of gives you dry mouth that makes your breath kind of bad. I think because I'm in menopause, everything's dry, including my mouth. Target's Colgate Optic White Pro Series Whitening Toothpaste. It says takes 15 years of stains off your teeth and I thought for sure my teeth were going to be hurting because of it and I haven't had any of it. Well, that's amazing. Maybe I should try it. Yeah, I really like it. All right, there you have it, folks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.